Stuttered my brother was handin' Ayy, fantasy, inception We talkin' touchdowns, receptions, interceptions They got a band to kicker, we need that correction Talkin' mouth, we flexin' How many of y'all you collect? We tryna get that winning record Fantasy what up, we back, we back, we back. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session of Podcast. Uh-huh. Today is August the 18th, and the boys are back in town. And as always, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. What else we got? Uh, Motherfucking, make sure you check out our website. Check out make sure you check out the latest You said the YouTube already, Twitter, all that. Anywhere where you Kansas City news, uh huh. Boy, what? Motherfuckers making moves. Kansas City news. Check us out on Kansas City news. Shout out my boy Aaron for having us on. Was it NBC, CBS? What is it? It was W, NBC, something like that. There you go. <laughs> w something. Nah, nah. It, it, I seen I seen the joint with like the peacock. Yeah, no, nah, it's legit. It's a legit new change. It's in Kansas City. We just don't know it. You know what I'm saying? Kansas City. Uh, I'm about to get it to you. Oh, it ain't that serious. We'll get back to it. <laughs> As always, man, if you're listening to this, man, we want to take time to acknowledge our fallen brothers and sisters. Um, uh, Breonna Taylor murderers are still out there. George Floyd, rest in peace. Ahmaud Arbery, rest in peace. Elijah McClain, rest in peace. Uh, many, many more, rest in peace. So we want to uh, do uh, another eight. Seconds, a moment of silence. All right, we bet. Hey, uh, Thank you. And now I got it. It was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was 41 Action News out there in KC. Nice. 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 Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like I said, man, special shout out to Aaron for having us out there. Appreciate that. Uh, where we at now? How y'all just finished. Just finished. Just finished the uh, draft for our yeah. inaugural session. Today. Correction, correction. Your league, Antonio League, just finished the draft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, bro. I started a whole because I, I thought we were starting on that Monday. Right. So I right. started it early, and somehow my league was the last one. Well, almost Antonio's finished like a little bit after me, but still, his he like I started a day before y'all, and y'all finished before me, bro. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> like, I was like, bro, what you got, what you guys doing? I was trying not to be, a, you know, I was trying not to be a pest. Like, bro, come on, guys. But, Who you do know, you think got the best team? So looking at the scoring, now that you see the projections, how do you feel about your team? <sighs> I love it, man. I went, I went QB number one. And judging by the projections, man, it looks like they love QBs. QBs are projected to get like 50 high 40s. Mm-hmm. So, like, whoever went QB early and often, man, they might be reaping the rewards, man. And uh, wide receiver, it was a bunch of wide receivers out there. I got Brandon Cooks and Landry, and like maybe the eighth round or later, and they yeah. scoring like twenty some points. So that's good. And this is you go it's, quarterback. I went second round. I went. I'm not playing no games. I had yeah. to get beat. I'm always trying to get a mobile quarterback in uh, redraft league. I mean, in uh, super flex leagues, I need just one mobile. Kyler Murray projected to get fifty. Uh huh. Yeah, and, and another thing that a lot of people wasn't really uh, keying in on is the the stack effect, man. Because with this league, you get a bonus for a forty plus yard completion and a forty plus yard touchdown. 
So having a stack like Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes, when they do connect on them 40-yard bombs, man, that's like it's just points galore, bro. Like It's going to be like 30-point plays between them. So we're going to see, man. And it, and it, was, it was very interesting seeing all the different strategies, man. You have 48 teams, so you know it's going to be a whole bunch of different strategies. People are going running back, running back, running back. People are going quarterback, receiver. Like It was just so many strategies, man. So it's going to be interesting to see what, what who had the best strategy at the end of the year. At the end of the year, because you also got to draft against everybody else, too, in the other leagues. Exactly. We need to go ahead and post the results from the leagues, too. I'll do that today. Uh, where we at now? We want to get on the news? Y'all got anything else? News you can't use? Nah, this might be some news you can't get use. Closer. <laughs> get closer. I, I've, been, I've been zooming in. I don't, you know, all I do is internet search a name. I type in the name and just see what speech writer has been writing. Coming what? out of the... <laughs> That was real. You still need to work on the drops. He literally no drops right now. No drops. No drops. Literally thought we literally just talked about it. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is low. It's getting a little loud." I was like, "Who's playing music?" Right? What the hell? Who turned on the music? Anyway, man. Uh, where we gonna go? Uh, Miami. They saying it's clear that Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna be the week one starters for for all the people who got two. Have to wait a couple of weeks to start um, start to us. So hopefully you don't like not depending on him. Like probably Javarius. That's why he's so mad right now. Yeah. Independent. Cam came I mean, back. You can't really you can't really be surprised, man. Like this is a guy who had injury concerns coming out of a lot of injuries concerns coming out of college, and with this pandemic going on, it's no type of off season program really to like rehab and stuff like that. So. I mean, it's it only makes sense, man. Y'all spend a high draft pick on him. You want to make sure he's protected and not just throw him out there to the wolves, you know, like, one. So I wouldn't be surprised like, if he doesn't start. Four weeks. Within four games, you know, one of them games, Fitz Magic is known Gonna to throw, throw seven games. picks. <laughs> right. So within one of those four games. He's going to throw like five touchdowns, though. Bro, I remember last year off topic, bro. Well, it's kind of on topic. I remember last year. I, th- I was playing Gabe, too, and he had snipe me on a New England defense, bro. That we were playing, and they were playing Miami, bro. And this dude Ryan Fitzpatrick was throwing so many pick sixes, bro. And I was just like, "How's this possible, bro? Like, this is crazy, bro." So and it happens every single year too. So it's, it's definitely gonna happen this year. Yeah, so that was all the two owners just be patient. Even though I don't like playing with defenses, that was probably one of the steals of the oh like. And then Tonio, I know he he muted right now, but he had. Snipe me on the defense. I had, well, he didn't snipe me. I had dropped him by accident. This motherfucker went in and bid a dollar. How you dropped somebody by accident? I thought because remember I had dropped Case Keenum and um the defense. I mean to drop both of them. You know, a sleeper you highlight both okay. multiple players yeah, to drop. Yeah. And I was like, man, nobody okay. gonna pick him up. Antonio, this sneaky ass, gonna fucking slide in there and take him from me, bro. I was like, man, whatever. Then it was the number one scoring thing in fantasy. I know, I know. Uh, the Browns are evaluating Nick Chubb. He left uh, practice with a concussion. He's in concussion protocol right now. It's early, so, you know, hopefully it's he's early. Be- but it's something to monitor because if he gets another one throughout the year, then he might miss extended time. So They ain't said he had a concussion. Oh, yeah, he said. Yeah, he is. He's in concussion protocol. Is it yeah. possible, possible concussion, so they don't know for sure yet. Uh, okay, man, cool. Got, man, he got a concussion, bro. TJ Hawkinson ankle, he's still not quite a hundred percent um word straight from TJ Hawkinson. How y'all feel about TJ Hawkinson now? Uh I mean I'm I shoot I'm redraft him anyway. Redraft he's out the door, man. Like yeah. No injury optimism. AJ Green, speaking of injury optimism, is reported to be 
injured, but they said he was on uh, the sidelines yesterday with no ice, but he was just, he wasn't uh, practicing on the 707 drills. And they, they said he tweaked his left hamstring. So how y'all feel about AJ Green going for? I know a lot of people were like big on AJ Green. They said it was minor, bro. So if, yeah. if, if it's minor and, you know, they're just being cautious with bro, hey, if you got him in redraft, he good to go right now, you know. But I we know we shall that. see, man, because last year they said that John was minor too, and he ended up missing a whole year. So, yeah, just got to wait and see see if he's back. Because, you know, T.Y. Hilton had a hammy um, injury like last week. He was back on the field like two or three days <laughs> later. So, But if, you know, if it does happen to linger into the year, man, who do y'all think benefits from this? Is it T. Higgins? Is it uh, John Ross? Boy, boy, yeah, but I mean, I don't. I mean, he gonna eat, but value changing too much, man. I think. I, 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 I I mean, I feel like Higgins did a bump too, of course. Yeah, because a lot of people were looking at T Higgins as a AJ Green replacement. So if he's Mm -hmm. thrust into a, you know, hey, not so fast, my friend. A little bit, a little bit later in the year, though. You know what I mean? I don't think. I don't think. I haven't heard. I haven't seen any T Higgins reports like that. He's ready right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't like, like reports I've been seeing on a couple yeah, other wide receivers. Exactly. Um, Jalen Hurd has suffered a torn ACL, wide receiver mm-hmm. out of um, San Francisco, and also Debo okay. Samuel is not likely to start Week One uh, because of an injury. So we already knew that though. Been at wide receiver in uh, San Francisco. So who do y'all feel is the wide receiver to have out there? Like who's the sleeper? Man, I'm hearing I'm hearing some stuff now. I don't I don't read a couple of things about Dante Pettis out there stepping up, ain't scared to go across the middle no more, making a couple plays, and then also uh, the coaches have spoke highly of Brandon Ayuk. So, but uh, what about I will go with Austin? Who? <laughs> Austin. I don't know about going out there spending money on some Tavon Austin, but I, I might. Know, I, I, didn't, I didn't even know Tavon Austin was on the 49ers. When does this happen? Yeah, I think they brought him out there. Didn't they sign him? I know they I definitely had, worked him out. It was him, it was him and another. It was him and another guy. Somebody Google it, uh, producer. <laughs> <laughs> He's still feeling the effects from that Dante Pettis trade that he made to Javar a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was like Keenan Ballers, Dante Pettis for Robert Woods. Oh, thank you. Of course, uh, of course, there's a lot of news about um, all the training camp videos that's going around. Uh, what's so? Let's uh, let's. What's one of your favorite training camp videos that you've seen lately? Uh, got. I mean, got to be Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you seen I know the they're video? not really. Yeah, it was a video. Uh, it, it came up on a sleeper on news, and he like he literally like trucked somebody like, and they were playing it like in slow motion too, so you could see him like making the cuts and everything, and then. Dude tried to tackle him, bro. He just literally just slid. Like, he didn't truck him, but, like, he just ran through him, man. Like, it was crazy. I like the KJ Hamler video. I think that's yeah. his one. Bro, I thought that was Judy at first, bro. I was like, whoa. That's yeah. Whoa. KJ. Whoa. Yeah, Tavon Austin is uh, with the 49ers. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought I, thought I saw something like that. Nice. Uh, sound like punt return do this to me. No, nah, they yeah. sound like they don't have no wide receivers to me. All the wide receivers got hurt. Oh, he got one. His name is Kittle. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and they got somebody else called a run, <laughs> run the ball, throw the yeah, kick. Exactly. That hard. Ooh, so Raheem. That's Mo- what she said. Hey, yo. <laughs> Denzel Mims. Uh, <laughs> Denzel Mims' hamstring injury uh, will cost him a chance at opening the season. Um, wide receivers behind him, Jamison Crowder and Brashad Pearman. Apparently, Jameson Crowder is the standout out there. I saw a report that uh, 
Sam Darnold is throwing to Jameson Crowder like a lot, and Jameson Crowder is catching it a lot. I guess you, you, really remember, from you remember somebody had Jameson Crowder as their sleeper? I forgot who it was, but uh, if you ain't listened, <laughs> that is true. <clears throat> Antonio Gibson could step into a committee role with uh, Dar- uh, Darius Geis being kicked off of the Washington football team. So, but they also said that Bryce Love is looking good at camp. So, how do you feel about Antonio Gibson? I know he was a big time. Oh boy, it's just it's this is tough, man. Because right. I mean, we were always expecting him to like not take the you know job right away with the crowded backfield, but you know, and he's still learning the position. So, I did I don't know if they're just gonna throw him out there still. But if I had to choose between – choose the running back that I want, it would have to be Antonio Gibson just because of the upside, man. Like, his upside is just – Well, are we saying from the whole backfield or just from Bryce Love and Gibson? Because I, I want AP. What? Down the stretch, last, like, four or five games, that was giving that man 20 carries. He was averaging about four yards. They was giving 20 carries, and he was giving you, like, 70 yards. <laughs> don't get no younger. Hey, I mean, if you just need a, a fill-in player, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool, but... I mean, that's a good point. flex. Like, where you going to get his ADP? I mean, Gibson yeah. going, like, four rounds earlier than, than a, you know, AP, and he probably going to get all the uh, touches. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like at this point, like, AP is not going to win no championship. Exactly. But Antonio Gibson, if he hits, if he hits, bro, and he picks this offense up and learns the position quickly... Then he could win you a championship just off his his athleticism, bro. And he has a prototypical build for running back. He just needs to learn how to play running back, bro. So, <clears throat> Des Bryant also expected to get a workout with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. How do y'all feel about Des Bryant? Y'all kind of trying to go pick him up for cheap? Mm, yeah, yeah really. I'll take him for zero dollar bid in Dynasty. I oh, feel man. like that's a uh, when, when Brandon Marshall went to uh, Broncos kind of move. You know, it ain't gonna that be. was great. He was. I mean, not, what like the last couple of years yeah. wasn't so great. Broncos was. You talking about the nah, wrong team? You talking yeah, about the wrong he went team. to the Jets after the Broncos. No, he went to Miami after the Broncos. I think, and they yeah. went to the I think Jets. You're talking about when he went to the Giants. I think that's the team. No, 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 no. Seahawks. Seahawks. He went that to the Giants. The too, he went to Giants. I know he, he went, went to that many teams. Both of them. Well, I don't even know which team I'm talking about, fellas. Yeah, but you know, Broncos though. I can tell you that. Yeah, he was five to Broncos. He was five with the Jets. Matter of fact, matter of fact, it was when. It was when he wasn't so good when he went to the Jets. That's when he started getting all the injuries, right? And he had a good year. He had at least one good year. With and the, the Jets. bipolar problems. Who was yeah, the quarterback? I can't remember. I think it might have been Fitzpatrick, bro. Yeah, if he had Fitzpatrick, he, yeah, he I think it might have been Fitzpatrick. All right. Uh, but in all news, I'm not really buying into Des Bryant going up to Baltimore. It's not a lot of passes anyway, so. Um, I think that's about all the news I got. Think that'll do it. I think I like Brashad Pyramid though. Also, want to yeah, say that. Got out of here. I I mean, he, should, he should get that that X receiver role, you know, because Jameson Crowder, even though he's looking the best, he's gonna play in the slot. So yeah, I got a couple rookie news. So if you want to hear about it, what you got? What? <laughs> Wentz love uh, Jalen Rager out there. Don't and, say uh, it. Don't say it. Oh, no, no, I ain't, ain't going to say what I read. I was like, whoa, hey, man, pause. But, yeah, man, Wentz really let the guy say he got the route running ability and he he got great hands and go up to the ball and make plays. And Wentz say he loved throwing to him and he loved it. And he loved it so far. So if that keeps up, you know, that might be a little nice flex play to go into the season. And uh, over in Oakland, Ruggs 
and uh, Brian Edwards turning heads. Um, David Carr said he likes throwing to Brian Edwards a lot. He's another person that goes up and gets the ball with strong hands. So he's a player to look out. Ruzz extending out, out there, but uh, I've more so read about Edwards doing a lot more work. So Me too. Brian something Edwards. to keep an eye out on Edwards. And, uh, yes, Gabe, just Justin Jefferson doing this, you know, looking good in camp. And Jared Judy, they say – Couple guys say uh, he might be one of the best route runners behind uh, Keenan Allen. So you know some of these star rookies coming out there doing the thing. Just a couple Man, I read about. Basically, what you're telling me is all this comes to fruition. This is gonna be the best draft class in the history. <laughs> yes, <laughs> AKA, this is the time for everybody getting spoken up, man. So you got you got to take it with a grain of salt. But 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 it also comes with COVID and a lot of people opting out too with our you know the opportunity is there for some players but i agree with you love this might be the best ever <laughs> yeah offensively, <laughs> offensively. Like the, kid, the best ever <laughs> <laughs> so awesome <laughs> all right man so let's get into y'all got anything else no nope. all off my bad bro uh, let's get into why we are here this is the first installment of the running back episode where are we going this time? I know y'all like to switch it up and get funky. Uh, 20 through 11. 20 through 11. Let's go. Y'all go count our way down. Count our way down from like 11 to 20 or? <laughs> Money to 20, 20 down to 11. Oh, oh, he played funny from last episode. All right, my bad. I didn't catch it. Ah, uh, see. Good one. Good one. Appreciate it, man. I try to stitch stuff together like that and work on my craft. Uh-huh. Right, so let's get into it. We're going like we <clears throat> like we always do the consistent running backs. Uh, we're going twenty through eleven, like the guy said. So we're going to start with our number twenty running back. His name is Le'Veon Bell. Los has him at twenty one. Javar at eighteen, of course, and me also at twenty one. So we're not that twenty one. Twenty one. Bang. How you feel about um your boy? Go ahead. I'll let you uh written rave about him. Man, even now with the news about the wide receiver going down, man, Bell should get more reception. Last year with this horrible offense and the bad coaching, he still ranked somewhere around 15. So with some better blockers in front of him, I don't even know why I got him back this far. With some better blocks in front of him, I think he should fall within that 15 to 13 to 15 range. But uh, coming into the season, around 20 of his is about a good bet around the area you should draft him. So I'm, I'm not really too mad at our rankings right there about him. How you feel about how you feel about Le'Veon Bell being your wide? I mean, running back one. Los, if you had to have like Le'Veon Bell as your running back number one, everybody. He's uh, my fault. Yeah, yeah, my fault. You too. So, I mean, if you if you went to stud receivers. To start off, or a stud receiver and like Kid or Kelsey, then yeah, okay. But I still want him to have him as like an RB two, mm-hmm. um, because I mean he's he got a lot of carries. He was eleven in carries last year, um, but you know analytics wise, he wasn't really doing good. Like he was thirty eighth in yards at the contact, twenty fifth in avoided tackles per attempt, and then you got the report about Gates saying that he wants to lessen the load of Le'Veon Bell. So somebody who wasn't very efficient last year um, wants to lessen the load up. Um, I, I, it doesn't sound like I want that guy as my RB one. But I think I think like we like we always mention um, the tat the the touchdown deodorant wasn't there for the uh, Le'Veon Bell last week last or year. anybody on the Jets team. 
That's a fact. Like, 78 targets, bro. You can sign me up for a running back that I know is going to get 78 targets. If he would have scored, like, more than one touchdown off the receptions, I think we would be having a different conversation. I'm not going to lie. If he would have scored maybe, like, four touchdowns with 78 receptions, I mean, Mm -hmm. 78 targets, I think we have a different conversation about Le'Veon Bell. So, I don't know if the Jets' offense is going to score more. That's the that's the question. I don't I, I don't like Adam Gay, so my my vote is no. But for you to be a top twelve in carries and only put up seven hundred and eighty nine rush yards, like that just tells me you're kind of slowing down a little bit. Or that I mean, tells or, me you're running behind some trash cans. Yeah, Sorry, that's uh, why I say yards after contact though, because it takes it away from the offensive line. Because you have people but, like Carson who ran behind also a bad line, who was like top 10 in yards at the contact. You got Leonard Fournette, who also ran behind a poor line, top 10 in yards at the contact. And then I would would, uh, reference last year when I – we had an argument about McCoy going to the Chiefs, and I brought up the same stat. And y'all said the same thing about, well, it was probably just a bad offensive line. And then he goes to the Chiefs, and he looks like he fell off a massive cliff, bro. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to just say that yards at the contact, bro – it's, it's, it's something, bro. Like it, it, it takes the offensive line play away. See, see, I mean, right they, there, they, right they there. They put it up number twenty-eight offensive line, um, according to PFF, though. Right. Uh, so right there, that's like that's all yeah, the that's, Jets, yeah. So then, you, but combat. you have, but you have the the uh, the um, Jaguars who were like 29th or somewhere around there, right? No, the Jaguars were twenty-six, so they were better. Exactly. But so they were right around them, though. They were right they around were them. Twenty-six and twenty-eight, bro. Come on, come on. All come right. On, but all I want to say that that's why you got to put analytics along with the film because if you watch the games, yeah, all those running backs you just sent, all those running backs you just named, the running game was better. You wouldn't even notice that line was that horrible because everything looked no, just a little bit better. You watch the Jays yeah, game. The Jaguars. Bro, it was one game, bro. Where this dude Leonard Fournette had 64 yards and a long run of 68 yards, meaning he had negative yards the whole game. He broke <laughs> one long run, bro. So uh-huh. no, I don't want to hear that, bro. Like <laughs> it is what it is, bro. I still like Bell. I still I don't hate him. I'm just saying it's something to keep in mind, bro. Like he he wasn't very efficient last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I, no, mean, that's your boy, Javar, but I'm just, you know. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. You're saying, all, you're saying all he did all this last year. Now he has a better team and O-line, but you still said, oh, he's trash, don't buy him. So better team trash. and a better O-line should be more It should be more efficiency, right? It should it be is. more analytics, right? So with more efficiency and a better O-line, he's going to do better than last year. So a lot of what you said is like – But you're still just like – You're just discarding the yards after contact part, bro. And I just brought up two other running backs – that had a, a poor offensive line, but had way better yards at the contact. Hey, at, the, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, bro. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Hey, <laughs> number 19, Raheem Mostert, Los has him at 20, Javar 24, me at 16. I'm the highest on him. Uh, I think I speak. I spoke a little bit earlier about why I like Raheem Mostert so much. Uh, with the lack of wide receivers out there in Kansas City, not Kansas City, in San Francisco. I, I got Kansas City news on my mind. Uh, but without um, out there in San Francisco, without the wide receiver or the lack of wide receivers that they have out there, I believe that he's in for a good year. Uh, they got rid of – Matt Breida. Yeah, Matt Breida. Yeah. 
Uh, they got Tevin Coleman, who I think is a clear running back, too. I feel like in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think we said this enough times last year that Tevin Coleman is Tevin Coleman in Kyle Shanahan's offense, which is a, a running back number two. So that leaves uh, Raheem Mostert out there to be the running back one. Uh, last year he had, what, uh, 137 rush attempts with 772 yards, and I feel like he can get easily up to 200, 250 this year. Uh, and then I put him right around like the what I got. I think I got him projected about for. Well, I don't have my projections on me. My bad. But at least I think I got him for at least like 1,100 yards in one of the best rushing offenses in the league. He had eight touchdowns last year, and he wasn't the bell cow. And we um, so I think I don't think I got him a little bit. I think I got him probably around eight again. That's probably where I got him at. But yeah, man. I think I don't think I think what's holding him back from. I think crossing over to that RB1 realm for me, because I am so high on that Russian offense of Kyle Shanahan, is that he's not going to get the passes out of the backfield. Um, either Tevin Coleman is going to get them or they're just going to go all to the, the the money man, George Kittle. So that's that's what holds him in that uh, running back, too. He's like one of the premier running backs. I'm not saying he can't have running back one weeks. I don't think he'll sustain it to have a running back one year is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. That's that's. The kicker for me also, just uh, um, he's not going to get the passing down work. So if you look at our top 12 running back, with the exception of Derrick Henry, because he's just a monster, okay. um, a lot of these uh, auto the running backs in the top 12 are going to get a lot of passing down work because, we are, like we always say, passing tar- uh, targets are more worth more than rushes. So okay. he's still going to be super efficient. Um, I still think he's going to be the bell cow out there not the bell cow but he's going to get the majority of the um early down work so i mean i I wouldn't mind i mean he's going at in the sixth round so right now so i wouldn't mind getting him in the sixth round as like rb3 he only had 22 targets i think he might get like if he gets 40 targets Mm. and and 250 because i think he gets around like 280 280 touches this year I just don't think the uh, 49ers throw to their running backs like that. I just don't think they're skiing. Even Breida, like Breida's a passing – like he's a good passing on back, but I don't, I don't remember him getting too many targets like that. I but, I mean, just most – even day back two years ago, he's always super efficient. Like, I mean, he was first in yards per attempt, six in yards at the contact, tenth in avoided tackles, six in points per touch, ninth in elusive rating. Like, he's, like, top ten in every stat, bro. And I, I mean, believe that's a part of – a big reason why they started giving him the touches down the stretch last year. Like, Weeks one through so twelve, you, huh? So why you got him so low? Well, I, I mean, because like you said, it's the the. the so so Matt Burita had twenty two targets last year. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman had thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? What we talk? Who we talking about now? Uh, <laughs> Most had twenty two. So they take away what well, he split though. So he might get like thirty targets, 30, 35. He might, but that's it's still like not enough to get him. Where, where do I have him at? I'm sorry, I, I got him at like twenty. Yeah, sounds about right. RB two, because it's a lot. Of, I mean, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot of good running backs, and I mean, I just can't put him too high when it's a known RB. Like a high end running back too for me. That's all. Yeah, I'm he saying. could be. I mean, he could definitely be a high end, but it's still not a sure for sure thing that he's just going to have all of the early down work. For all we know, Coleman might still be involved a lot. So yeah. it's just the risk risk reward type thing, man. It's too much risk to have him as a high end RB two for me. I got you. Number 18, Melvin Gordon. Lowe's has him at 17. Javar has him at 17. I have him the lowest at 20th. Uh, He's going to a new team, the Denver Broncos, so we can't really use his last year's stats. We could just go off of just his name. So why why do you have him so high, Lowe's? 
Well, not so high, but higher than me. Um, basically because they paid him to come in. You know what I mean? Like they have Philip Lindsay down down there also. Um, Royce Freeman's uh, foregone conclusion. But I just feel like if they pay him the money, I feel like they pay him to come in and be the starter. And Philip Lindsay's not using the pass game. He wasn't used pass game last year or the year before. So I think he's going to take most of the early down work and be the pa- primary passing down back. So that being said, I mean, I, I think that's – he deserves to be ranked, you know, as a high in RB2. I just got a question for you. Do you think Melvin Gordon is better than Philip Lindsay? Yes. Did anything change from Denver Broncos' scheme, offense, a line, all that from last year? Not much. Okay, then. You plugging in Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I got him higher than what I would have Philip Lindsay. So we got him at 17 right now. I just feel like he's not going to get as many touches as Lindsay got last year because I think they're just going to try to keep him fresh. But um, around 17, yeah, I think that's a, a right spot to where you can grab Melvin Gordon out there, you know, or right and before. The only, the only reason I – yeah, yeah. The only reason I personally don't have him as an RB1 is because I, he made his living off of, like, or most of his living off of touchdowns. seemed like he was throwing a touchdown every game in, with yeah. the Chargers. So I just don't know if they're going to be scoring that much. I, I know they, they built up their offense to score, but we, we just don't know if Drew Locke is really going to, you know, turn that corner yet. And he haven't had great efficiency with his touches over exactly. his career. That's what a lot of people speak on. But I just think just coming in his offense and with a great defense, they're going to run the ball a lot. So I really think uh, both Gordon and Phil Lindsay will be some valuable players this year. Lindsay should be a good flex play, 12 touches or so. Because Lindsay don't need many touches to get off pause. So, you know. That is true. Uh, number 17, we have Chris Carson. Lowe's has him at 16. Javar at 19. Me at 18. You want to talk about Chris Carson? Javar, you want to start this one off? You got it. Well, well coming in with uh, Chris Carson at 17, that's around a, a good spot since he won't be catching passes as much. But uh, like Raheem Moster, he should begin the bulk of the carries if healthy. All the running backs are down. The old line, did they get some new old linemen? I think that one guy, did he retire? I think his name started with O. The old lineman? I forgot his name. Ocon. There you go, producer. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah. So, with uh, Chris Carson coming in at 17, is around the right spot to get him. He may outplay that 17 ADP spot we got for him with the, with getting a lot of touches if he can stay healthy because, as we said, there is nobody behind him. So Exactly. Because Penny's not expected to start the year, and they got Carlos Hyde behind him. So if he's healthy, got, he should what's, what's your boy from Miami? I heard some good things from your boy Miami. DJ Dallas or DJ yeah. Dallas. But they like, the same, they like the same person. Yeah, they had the same type of run. You know, they they talking the same type of running back. So what you gonna like, say? So Chris Carson did get like forty seven targets last year. Like if Raheem Mustard gets forty seven targets, that don't change your mind about Raheem. Yeah, Mustard. of course, of course. Right. But I'm not, well, I'm not projecting him to get that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not projecting him. I'm just not projecting him to get that many targets. Gabe, sure. just like just say I'm right, bro. That's all I want. You to say. <laughs> bro, I, I mean, bro, you bro, I have Mostert on almost all my teams, bro. Like I'm a yeah. Mostert fan, bro. I mean, I just got to be objective, bro. 
Some, somebody before him, we just feel like he has a, a higher ceiling or more chance to get more points. That's all. Uh, yeah, speak, speaking of those old lines that uh, and who did good on a, a bad old line, Chris Carson was on playing behind Seattle Seahawks. They had the twenty seventh old line in the in the league last year, so that's another stat to point out as to why he is. He's he just he just he's a he's a good back he's a good yeah. running back bro like you would shy away from him so much I shy away from him I don't know why it's I just the injury concerns I was just about to say that's it if he didn't have the injuries concerns this year bro it was I don't think it, nobody would be fading him like that bro because he's proved it like what three years? no last year was his second year in the league yeah first, no, no, first, the first year he got injured he broke his leg and then the second year. Was it was last? I'm not sure about that. I think, I don't, I don't I think he might be third, on his fourth. third year. Well, anyway, I just know he proved himself last year, bro. He proved himself last year, and if he wasn't, if this wasn't is injury fourth, concerns, man. yeah, if it wasn't injury concerns, he'd probably be going higher than that, bro, because he gets the carries, he gets enough targets to crack that, you know, RB one territory. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I mean, he's great with efficiency. He was second in avoided um, tackles per attempt. He was third in elusive rating, and he handled 74% of their carries, bro, and they're a run-first team. So, if he's healthy, man, whoever can get him in the third round is, is going to be loving it, bro, because he's going to keep producing for you. You want him as your RB1 or RB2? I'm wondering. Preferably RB2, because this year, man, hey, I'm going RB... I, I don't like to say, have a strategy going to the draft. I'm going RB early, bro, like Oh, it's sure. crazy, bro, because the, the value you can get in receivers in the middle rounds, bro, is just insane. <clears throat> looking at, like, especially looking at our league, I don't think I'm going to draft like that if I do a redraft league because I think I just did that just because how the uh, points were. But I'm definitely going running back crazy because, like, yeah. once I've seen that, it's crazy. But um, one thing before you – before you, I don't know if you're about to go move on. He did – one red flag with him is fumbling issues. He did lead the league with seven fumbles last year. And he was in jeopardy of losing his job. So that will be injuries and, I guess, fumbling would be the, you know, reason why he doesn't, you know, outperform or pay back the ADP. I yeah, I agree. His- I remember weeks we come in here saying, hopefully Chris Carson don't lose his job because he's been fumbling. I think we had him on a, like a, a – Definitely you because, I mean, you had him in the big money league last year, right? <laughs> he was going in. You done, What you had to say, Javar? No, I was just going to say, yeah, injuries are definitely a concern. He runs very violently. And I don't see that changing. No, it's not. Uh, coming in at number 16, I don't know why y'all got him so low. Leonard Fournette, uh, Lowe's has him at 19, Javar at 16. I have him all the way up there in RB1 territory at uh, 11. Is that because you stay in Jacksonville? No. He's a homer. Right. I He's don't. not a Falcon fan. I am. Uh, last year, he had 95 targets with 80 catches. Uh, yeah, 95 targets. 95 targets with 80 catches, um, 522 yards. He ran the ball for 265 yards, uh, 1,152 with three touchdowns. I think, like we said before about Leonard Fournette, he didn't have that touchdown deodorant, so that's one of the things that people didn't like about him. Um, He had a 5% drop rate, so I don't know why people think he can't catch the ball because he can't. CMC had a 4.9. I know it's not uh, a lot, but still, he was higher than CMC. And y'all treat him like he's the best uh, wide receiver catching. Uh, uh, the only thing uh, I, I'm basically I got Leonard Fournette and uh, Chris Carson kind of in the same similar boat. Man, they kind of like they run similar violently. You know, they kind of like the same player. I guess Fournette is, is has a uh, it's a little bit more athletic than him, 
But just with more. The, top ten in elusive rating too. But just with the the team going to be playing from behind a, a lot, and Chris, they didn't they didn't sign Chris Thompson for nothing. So Chris Thompson is going to be the passing back there, and I see Jacksonville behind a lot. That's the only reason that I have for net at sixteen that far back. Other than that, if you catch the ball, though, I don't see them. Ta- if Leonard Fournette is having a, a great game, I don't see them just taking him off the field. But, uh, but Gabe, put it like this: You play man. There's an eighty rate, a, a, a eighty or seventy five rated receiving catching back, or you got a eighty nine ninety two rated receiving catching back. Who are you gonna throw the ball to? He can't stay healthy though. That's neither here nor there. I think I think what the the pass down work like he did get a lot of targets. They had nobody else out there to, to running back wise to pass the ball to. So if Chris Thompson, you know, like everybody's injury prone, so they're not. And you know he came coming from the same um, team that Jay Gruden came from, also. So you have that um, familiarity. And even though he got a lot of targets last year, he wasn't very efficient with them. Like he was bottom of the league in um, yards per reception. I want to say. Yeah. So I mean. With that, him being not that efficient catching the ball, even though he can't catch, like Jordan Howard, not going to drop a lot of passes, but he's not very efficient once he gets the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? So with that, and then they having you know uh, Chris Thompson and Lavisca Chanel, who they saying is going to be you know playing some snaps at running back. I just don't see him getting ninety five targets again. Yeah, no, I do I don't think, think he's going to get ninety five targets. Yeah. I don't see that happening. No, no, no. I do I think, think he uh, did last year. Yeah, I think he does get some positive regression though in uh, the yeah, touchdowns, touchdowns, man. He was top was, two. He was top two running back in breakaway percentage uh, with thirty-seven. Mm. I think also, hopefully, uh, if Garner Minshew is is steps into a, his, a better role as a quarterback, you know, what I'm saying in year two, uh, hopefully, he won't see as many people in the box. He had like thirty-one percent uh, eight eight man boxes when uh, he lined up against him. So that's another thing that held him back. And I think even with all that being said, people still fail to realize he finished as an RB1 with only three touchdowns. Uh, he had 93% clutch rate games. He finished 14 games out of 15 with clutch games. Like he finished as, as a running back that would that would have um, won you the week that week. So I don't know why people are fading him so much. I like Leonard Fournette. Like I've said before, he's on his last like contract year. He's got to run hard or nobody's going to want to sign him next year or nobody's going to want to pay him. So I, I think all systems both benefit from it for me. Yeah. I mean, if he could, could, continues to get that uh, volume and he's not 95 target, but if he's up there like in the 60, 70 range, then he's going to make me look silly with my ranking. But when you look at the tape, man, he just doesn't look that great. Like, he just seems like he's propped up by the volume. So and he played behind that bad offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was focusing That's on true. That. That's true. Garner Minshew, they they wasn't sure where, where they had that quarterback. I feel like they're coming in with a new offense, so we can't really go off of last year's stats too much. You know, they're going to have a – hopefully, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a Washington Redskins offense in Jacksonville. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I just – I don't know. I just see some games where Brad might be scripted out. No. I don't see him <laughs> out ever. That's be crazy. Why would they do that? They're gonna. You think they down by twenty one? I can see it happening if they don't involve them in a passing game as much, and with them having a bad defense, they might have to pass more. So right, they down by twenty one. Easy. Even when they had the like better pass catchers on their team in Jacksonville, they never set Leonard Fournette down because they were down. But that would uh, okay. Of course, I'm over exaggerating, Gabe. But if they get game scripted out. 
if they if they get that, but that's what I'm saying. If they get down by double digits, instead of running the ball on first down and running the ball on second down, they can be passing a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? Instead of trying to run more, they can be passing Chris more. Game scripted somebody out the game. When it's who? Chris Thompson game scripted. No, it's not Chris Thompson game scripting them out. It's if they're down in games, bro. Like right, which which they are. They want to be this year. Because they but they had no they had nobody else to catch passes out of the backfield last year though they had Rykel Armstead behind them like he ain't catching passes at all like it's it's a new year that's what I'm just saying just be cautious and with the horrible team you know Burr might not be getting 15 carries a game. Aaron Jones of running back number 15. He was running back. He finished running back number two last year. This is like a, a crazy drop. Lowe's has him at 14. I have uh, Javar has him at 13. I have him at 15. Why are we so low on Aaron Jones? Is it because we don't think he's going to score the touchdowns or is it because of what's homeboy name with the quads that everybody was written and raving about on Twitter? AJ Dillon. It's because it's option C. We, we don't trust Matt LaFleur to treat this guy like a stud running back, bro. Like, he was so efficient in the red zone and scoring touchdowns last year. And you bring in A.J. Dillon in the second round. I mean, what do you – you know they're going to try to use him on the goal line, bro. So, like, with that being said, you, he, he was supposed to regress in his touchdowns anyway because he was just super-duper efficient. So, you had to come back to the mean some anyway. And now you're bringing in A.J. Dillon, who's – Going to be used on the goal line. He might not be used all year because I'm not a big believer in A.J. Dillon. Like, it's, every time I think of A.J. Dillon, I think about that, you know, that goal line rush where he tried to jump over the pile instead of <laughs> bulldozing his way through it. So if he tries that in the league, man, he might just get sat, bro, and just be like, nah, I'll just go to Aaron Jones. But you remember I told you when you watched the tape, like, he don't fall forward. Yeah, he don't. He 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 doesn't run to his size. He looks good, and yeah. like the numbers look good because of the volume. But like, if you look at him, he doesn't run like Derrick Henry runs. Yeah, but I mean, well, I have Cam Akers for that matter. Cam Akers is smaller than him, and he runs way more balanced. Exactly, but I mean, I, I have him right outside my RB one, so I'm not super low on him. And then you you know something we brought up earlier in the offseason about his games where he didn't score a touchdown, like yeah. it was day and night you know, the production when he did score a touchdown, he didn't score a touchdown. So um, hopefully they start using him more as a receiver because he he flourished very well as in that role when Devontae Adams was out. Um, I think I have the numbers pulled up too, actually. So when um, the targets per game with Adams in the lineup, 3.4 and um, 15.5 points per game. Targets per game without Adams were 6.5 and 27 points per game. So, I, I mean... You still have to target him. You know, Adams, you know, is going to get the bulk of the targets. You have to evolve him in the um, passing game more. So if he does that, then, you know, the touchdown regression shouldn't be, a, you know, too much of a problem for him. Yeah. And uh, just to note one thing, last season he only had five games where he rushed the ball for more than 15 carries. So that's just another thing to put in there. And then uh, – wrong with that? And then the head coach go get his running back, who everybody says this is his running back in the second round. Then he go gets what everybody says this is his quarterback of the future. So it's about to be a lot of changes in Green Bay. And uh, I think this, I just think this is a safe area to put him right now. He just loves running back by committees, bro. Like you remember, it took him 
majority of the year to realize that Derrick Henry should be getting all the carries instead of Deion Lewis being mixed in, bro. Like, <laughs> stop, bro. Just use your best players, bro. One of these days, they're going to let a fantasy analyst coach a game, bro, on offense anyway. And we might look silly, but we're going to give the studs the touches, bro. Always <laughs> equal two, bro. <laughs> that show will be so always equal two. Coming exactly. in at number 14, we have Miles Sanders, the darling of the offseason. Carlos is definitely on the darling train. Um, I think I need to up- update my – Yeah, I believe you do because I don't know. Yeah, I've just seen the coach speak, bro, but I don't be liking to do it off the coach. But Los has him at number nine. Javar has him at 12. I have him at 17. This is before um, I, I quote-unquote, seen Sleeper tell me that Doug Peterson told Miles Sanders that Miles Sanders told Sleeper or some reporter that he's going to get all the touches. But my thing is, my thing is, last year, even with Brian, Scott there, they both had their – it's, 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 oh, My bad. I'm getting like a Boston Scott. They both had their definite <sighs> – they both had their definite roles, so going back into this year, it was it was more so the the touches. I don't think he I didn't think he would get enough touches to get the running back um, the bell cow touches that uh, my running back one needs to get. You know what I mean? Uh, but now that they're saying that he's going to get up to three hundred touches, I mean, who am I to say he's not? Yeah, it's you know, it's it's one thing to have, you know, one article with Coach Speak, man, but when you have multiple articles yeah. coming out, then you gotta pay. I know like I earlier I said you gotta take it with a grain of salt, but you have to pay attention when it's multiple coaches coming out and saying that. So not only do you have Peterson saying that he's the guy, you have the running back coach, Deuce Staley, which he used to play for our rival team, so I don't fuck with that dude. Anyway, um, he came out and said that they don't want to limit him. Like he said something, they don't want to limit him to just 15 touches and five targets a game. Like that's, that's 20 opportunities right there. They said they don't, he don't want to limit him to that. So with that, you know, and then when he did get the opportunity last year, he was a league winner last year. So weeks one through nine, 38% snap rate, 11 opportunities, 70 yards, two touchdowns, 9.7 points per game. Weeks 11 through 16, 77% snap rate, 21 opportunities, 106 yards, four touchdowns. So he averaged a touchdown, uh, well, a little less than a touchdown a game. He's an RB4, and he averaged almost 17 points per game. So um, if you take that and, you know, extrapolate it for 16 games, 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, and he would have had 267 points, which would have made him the RB5 behind Cook. So – if he really does become the guy and they go away from the RBBC, man, he's he's going like he's gonna be a value in the second round. And to add on top of that, or down that stretch the last five games, he was averaging around five targets per game, which is great for a running back. And then this it's the same offense with no weapons at the moment besides Rager, the tight ends, and and D Jacks. So yeah, I'm buying all in. I might I just, just raise him a little bit. He's a player that I literally just kept moving up little by little in my rankings, bro. Like, you just kept hearing things. You kept doing – I kept doing my research, and I was like, bro, this dude, he's he's the shit. I'm just telling you, Gabe, in your rankings, you should have Eckler and Miles Sanders near each other. They're the same player. Hey, 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 hey. You do your rankings. <laughs> <laughs> we all got our own rankings to do. <laughs> Don't worry about how I do mine. You won a championship last year? Oh! I played the fifth. I hate you because you won a championship because of me. You, I, you beat me. So fuck you. 
I still have nightmares about that. I don't know that what that drop was about, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man, right? Just let's move on. Gabe, you need to go to training camp on these drops. And I get didn't mean to do that, to be honest with you. All right, coming in at number, what we at thirteen? Yeah, Josh. Wow, are we at thirteen already? I think yeah, but I'm show. just looking at your rankings. I'm just, I'm just. Go right, ahead. So Josh Jacobs is coming in at number thirteen. Josh uh, Los has him at number ten. Javar fourteen. Me at number twelve. Um, I, I have him as a running back number one because last year uh, with 26 targets, he still finished as a, a, a RB1. Did he? No, RB2. Nah, yeah. But um, anyway, that's neither, neither here nor there. He was a number one in elusive rating last year with 103.6 yards with the highest rate since 2008. Um, that's as far as the data went back for me. So no other running back since 2008 has had a higher elusive rate than him. Um Besides Tony Pollard, who had a 116.1, but he hasn't clearly had an, uh, enough t- uh, touches as Josh Jacob. Um, he he received eight men in the box only 20% of the time. Um, he was the first in average tackles for a loss, so he didn't receive – I think – I don't know. They didn't give me an exact number, but he he's first in tackles behind the backfield, so nobody tackled him behind the backfield more than any other running back. I don't know how that was. Okay, nice stat, nice stat. Uh, And he he finished with uh, 62% of his games as a clutch rate. So I feel like Josh Jacobs is – if he gets more, you know, he steps into his role more as a running back in his second year. uh, Josh Gruden trusts him more. If if those targets go up from 26 to 40 to 40 range, you know what I'm saying, and he still gets those 242 attempts because I don't see why they will go away because they haven't – I don't think – I don't think nobody will take those uh, attempts away from him unless he gets hurt. Um, yeah, man. I don't know why not. Top six uh, I, waste, uh percentage. I don't know if I mentioned that too. So they, he's a great running back. They didn't bring uh, really nobody in to really compete with this touches as far as running back. And they're, the team should be much better than last year and be in the red zone a lot more. So that's the reason why. I got Josh Jacobs this high. He should get more touches and more opportunities to score. Yeah, I mean everything. I agree with everything y'all said. It's just, it's just the the the, um, the targets. He was forty six in, you know, in the league last year in targets. So, and then you have they uh, re-signed Jalen Richard, who you know was taking a lot of the targets away from him last year, and then they got Lynn Bowden Jr., who like Lavisca Chenault, you know, what I mean, they said he's going to be playing, you know, some running back snaps. So. I mean, he has all the talent in the world, and he, you know, he was. Everybody knew he was like a three-down back coming into the league, so I, it was kind of confusing why they did that last year. Maybe it was because he was just a rookie; they didn't want to give him all that work. Right. But you know, going into second year, I definitely think he should make that leap, man. Because like Gabe said, like all the efficiency stats, man, he was a beast in them, bro. And he, you know, he finished as RB two, but he only played twelve games. But points per game, he was at fifteen point three, which was RB one numbers. So. I tried to make you mad. I got it. I'm proud with my with my with my. Uh, Good job, bro. I was like, oh shit! I ain't how many, say all that? How many? Uh, how many? Because I'm always throwing out there like, oh, this guy played in college and it's his rookie year in the NFL, so they don't play as many games in college as the NFL. But if you're an Alabama LSU player, how many? You, how many games do you play in a season in college? Is twelve? Fifteen? Oh, that's that's count postseason though. 
which he oh, did play in because he went to Alabama. Right. So about 15. So, so he, okay, so he basically played the NFL season without postseason, a lot of Alabama and LSU players. Just something to keep in mind. When but I you got to remember, too, though, Alabama, he didn't get a lot of the touches because they had Damian Harris back there. So, you know. Right. You know, the right. guys get injured again, That that's going to be a concern that he can't handle, you know, maybe can't handle a full workload. But until that happens, you know, consistently, I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. I got you. Another thing to add too, though, is they had the they were graded as the fifteenth best, so they was about middle of the line in the offensive line, and they added two guards, one in the draft and one free agent signing. So they should be even better this year, um, run blocking. So, and the wide receivers should be better. Uh, they have Henry Ruggs the third out there. I seen a training camp video of him running fast past somebody and catching the ball, and uh, <coughs> Bernie Edwards, like we mentioned before. Um, let's do a recap because I think we're now about to enter the RB1 realm of our rankings. So number 20, Le'Veon Bell, 19, Raheem Mustard, uh, 18, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson at 17, Lillard Fournette at 16, Aaron Jones at 15, Miles Sanders 14, Josh Jacobs 13, and coming in as our running back number uh, our RB1, the last of the tier of the RB ones, running back number twelve, Todd Rise Up Gurley, Lowe's, uh-huh. at, Lowe's has him at fifteen. Uh, Javar has him at eleven. I have him at nine. I just think he sure. stepped into one of the best situations um, of the off season. I think this was one of the best signings of the off season. I feel like we already mentioned. I think we can't stress it enough now that the Falcons have the most vacated targets in the league. Um, Last year, with uh, a hurt Devontae Freeman, he was targeted 70 times. And so I don't think the offense is going to change because Todd Gurley is there and his knee is bad or whatever they're trying to say about Todd Gurley. I feel like we signed Todd Gurley for minimum money. It's only a year. If Todd Gurley, if Devontae Freeman get, I'm not saying Tim, I'm, uh, Todd Gurley is going to get 70 targets, but if Devontae Freeman can get 70 targets, I don't see why Todd Gurley can't get at least 65. You know what I'm saying? Um, last year he only had 45 and I think that was a big thing. People also don't know the offense changed up. Like Carlos always says, they went to the 12 personnel, whatever he wants to say about that. Hey. Um, which McVay told him to stay in on hard knocks. Just a little sign up. Only one time. Um, <laughs> last, last year, uh, the Falcons had 56 attempts, 56 red zone attempts. That was the third most in the NFL and they sucked. They only had, um, 15 inside of the red zone. What's that? Uh, I'm trying to think of what I was trying to say. I just forgot it. They had, my bad. They had 60. Edit this part out, Tonyo. They had 60. No, nah, leave it in, Tonyo. Just leave this no, part in. No, we're not. We're not editing it out. <laughs> they had, the Falcons were third in the league. They had 60 red zone attempts with only, uh, only scoring touchdowns 31 times. That's uh, including running and uh, throwing so that uh, that's third in the league with touchdowns. Uh, Ty Gurley ranked third in the league in touchdowns with 12 touchdowns, and he had six of those inside of the 20 himself. So that's 12 touchdowns scored were inside of the five. And so I think if Ty Gurley is a very efficient inside of the red zone, clearly, and we are not very efficient, or the Falcons are not very efficient in the red zone, so I feel like he's stepping into a situation that can only benefit him, and he's gonna have a a, a top 10 year. I don't know why yeah. people are fading them. It's, it, it is weird. because I guess it's just the arthritis, man. They, they're just scared about the arthritis because I don't think he should be going as a 25th running back off the board. 
No, it's crazy. No way. Because even McVay came out last year and said that he made a mistake by limiting Gurley in the beginning of the year. Weeks mm-hmm. 1 through 10, 20th ranked RB, only getting 16 opportunities a game. And weeks um, 11 through 17, it went up to 20 opportunities a game, and he was the RB8. So it shows that he could still do work when he gets the opportunity. And we don't have anybody behind Gurley, bro. So it's literally – bro, they can try to limit Gurley, bro, but then they're going to see – Oh shit, <laughs> Brian Hill looked nah. like last year when we had yeah. Brian Smith and Edo. Exactly, we okay. have nobody. Like I understand if we had a a competent backup back there that maybe he could split the load with, but we don't have anybody back there, bro. And we only signed up for one year, so there's no point in saving them. No point. They're gonna rush him until he's gonna get the volume, and he's gonna he's gonna produce like he's always done when he got the volume. Mm-hmm. Simple yeah, as that. Say about him. Playing, but you still got him not as RB one, but that's neither here nor there. I don't, but <laughs> you know, it's R A RB fifteen. Well, I got my RB. Yeah, that's that's not bad, bro. Like you know what I mean? It's not bad. Some some great running backs in the league, bro. I mean, what can I say? So you see, we have Ty Gurley as high as running back twelve, and we have done drafts, and he has fell behind right there. Basically behind Le'Veon Bell, like the twenty of some running back taking out, out off the board, and he's gonna and he's gonna end up finishing that high in the in the rankings at the end of the year. So people, that is massive, massive value right there. You don't even have to jump up and get him at the twelfth back off the board. Just let him fall, fall, and then then redraft, get him right before or right after Le'Veon Bell, and he should come through for you. I like yeah, players man. like that. Like, I got him at RB15, but his ADP is literally the tw- – well, last time I checked, it was the 25th running back. So, I'm still way higher on him than the consensus. So, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And still waiting to, to to the 20th or 18th back before you take Gurley a little bit. Exactly. Coming in the last running back of the episode, um, this is, the, the I guess, the, the, the fantasy darling of the offseason. The, the first running back took in the rookie draft. Uh, uh-huh. to the best offense in the nation with the best quarterback in the nation. Uh, plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Lowe's has him at seven. Javar has yes, uh, This is speaking of somebody that I just kept rising up the last time I updated my rankings. I put him all the way at 13. I don't remember what I had him at that first episode where y'all laughed. Like at. 18 or something like that. Yeah, it might have been even lower. But I just kept rising like 25, up. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro. You know, I, I just looked at the history of, of Andy Reid's offenses and all the running back ones is produced, and I just I'm I don't know if they're gonna go back to like running the ball. That was something that I looked at. Like a lot of the running backs in Andy Reid's offenses did receive like upwards to 200, 250 touches. I don't know if he's gonna get that much volume because of, of what we've seen last year um, with Damian Williams and how productive, just how great. Patrick Mahomes is, you know what I mean? And how explosive that offense already is. I don't know if they're going to slow it down to run it. So that's the only reason why I was holding me back between moving him up. But, I mean, I think I'm on board now. Yeah, man. Like, Welcome. Where? What's the red flag with him? It's, uh, it's hard it's to find him. one, bro. It's, it's hard to find him. one, man. He has, he has talent. He has opportunity. And he's playing in the 
one probably the best offense in the league, man. Like, so it's just it's nothing really bad you can say about him, man. So you know, you don't have any. All you you got, you got to go off of LSU stats. So that I really don't have too many stats in front of me. But you know, look at the tape and look at his situation with his talent, man. And I think as a consensus, we're still too low. <laughs> but hey, we gonna all right. it's all right. We gonna rise up by the time draft comes around. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I about to say he should be uh, coming up on my draft boards. Cause yeah, that's he shouldn't be. He should be in the running back. I mean, I'm just looking at the top ten right now. I don't know who will move out. That's my only thing. Yeah, I feel you. Maybe uh, just, just look what your boy Aaron said, man. Hey, Chubb, Chubb hey, might be moving down. Good. Yeah, Chubb, I'll, yeah, I'll, Chubb I can move down. Chubb. Yeah, since he's not going to be catching the ball, you know, well, I you can got Peon Drake a little too high, if you ask me. But that's neither. We'll get to that on the Jeez. next. Episode. But that's next okay. episode. Catch us the next time. Uh, but yeah, let's go for number 11, uh, C.H. Todd Gurley at 12, Josh Jacobs at 13, 14, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones at 15, Leonard Fournette 16, Chris Carson 17, Melvin Gordon 18, Raheem the Dream Moster at uh, 19, and Le'Veon bell at number 20 boom and if you want to go check those out if you want to look at our um our rankings while you draft because you know say we only draft champions over here except javar so you know what i'm saying just look at his but like don't really look at him coming soon coming soon javar he on the team with us this year so we all gonna get it you can't tell uh, nobody that bro everybody thinks we're all great bro so you know you can Tell nobody. I just play. I just play. <laughs> In due time, don't worry about it. You gotta yeah, he gonna get it. Tonio I mean, is too. Oh no, Tonio won one. We, won, we wasn't won. in the league. But he, when you around greatness, you become yeah, great. It was a big, yeah, it was a big money league. So gotta yeah, give him credit for that. You around greatness, you become greatness, bro. You just gotta soak some of this greatness up, bro. Go get you a sponge. I ain't worried about it. Jonathan Le'Veon Bell. I ain't worried about it. It took Peyton Manning a lot of years before he got one, so we good money. Hey. Yeah, man. Um, y'all got anything else? No, sir, man. Just uh, nah, I don't. Yeah, man. How many more days till football? Keep, stuff? keep mocking. Keep mock drafting. Yeah, always mock. Always. Three weeks, about three weeks. I, I think. think. I think, that's, and that's 13th. crazy. September thirteenth is when it starts. This Sunday, that Sunday, but the tenth is that first Thursday night game. Oh, so it's less than a month now. Yes, I, I don't keep up with with uh, dates or weeks. For anxiety. 23 days, fellas. 23 days until yeah. I ain't got time to be counting down. Get real. We got to go find a redraft. I got to go find one. Yeah. Hey, I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to set mine up. Yeah, I got to find one. It's going right. to be set up like these dynasty leagues. <laughs> Super I, I, <laughs> No defense, I, no kicker. I, I guess Gabe don't want to be in your league, Los. Gabe was like, I got to find me a, a, a redraft. Like, Los, Los, like, I'm about to start. Nah, nah, but then let's say, then let's say, nah, Gabe, I'm about to make up a redraft fantasy league. All right, yeah, that's cool, but I got to find me a league. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find a league I can win in. Yeah. For sure, I got to see who you putting in. And then he say for sure. How much the buy-in is. <laughs> he ain't even noticed he said for sure. I don't want no smoke. At all. Yeah, he knew he beat me last year, bro. That's <laughs> Take Those words are done. Trying to take my dub and bounce. Give me my ball. That, cop, that confidence, bro, is uh, through the roof now, boy. Like, wow, he he I feel like I'm the best football player in the world. He's he trying to be uh, Dallas Mavericks. Feel. That's how you should feel, bro. That's how we all. You hear him sound like Doughboy from uh, Don't Be a Venice. Give my ball back. 
That's up, boys in the hood. Get my ball, uh, yeah. Get my ball, yeah, man. I think we're gonna end the episode off that, man. Y'all got anything else? Nope. That's it, man. Stay safe and see y'all next show. We out. Peace.